Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the link between offline and online, and the world of real estate investing in particular. When I look to see where real estate's going, I look to online innovators. That seems counterintuitive. After all, we live in an offline world. When we think of the online world, your thoughts might go to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Clubhouse. How could those technologies possibly disrupt the world of real estate? It doesn't make any sense. In my view, the disruption to the physical world is going to come from the online world. The catalyst for disruption in real estate won't come from a new building technology per se. Although there are a number of innovations in technology that are changing the way buildings are designed and constructed. I looked at companies that are upending business using technology. We're talking about how Travis Kalanick, the founder of Uber, with his most recently designed ghost kitchen company called Cloud Kitchens. It was merely an idea a couple of years ago, and today some top chefs in New York City have abandoned their expensive real estate. They're serving the takeout market out of commercial kitchens located in less expensive industrial space, rather than the prime location with a fancy ground floor restaurant dining room attached. I attend a daily meeting with Glenn Sanford, CEO of EXP Realty. Now, you might be wondering what I'm doing hanging out with the CEO of a real estate brokerage. I'm not a real estate agent, and I don't want to be. Apart from the world of real estate, there's no real connection. What sets Glenn apart from others in the space is that he speaks like a software designer. He uses language, terms, and metaphors that only come out of the world of software development. It's not an act. He simply exudes it. And as we've talked about recently, when I look at the systems he's used to build his business, there's no doubt in my mind that he's thinking scalability, the kind of scalability that can only be matched in an online world. His company has experienced the kind of growth that only a software company can achieve. It would have been near impossible in a bricks-and-mortar business. It used to be the case that an impressive office with a sprawling lobby and layers of assistance made a great first impression to a prospective client or maybe an aspiring employment candidate, and today that's a distant memory. I've been using Zoom for meetings for several years now, but use of my Zoom has expanded dramatically. Even in the past week, I've spent no less than six hours a day in Zoom meetings on some days. In December 2019, Zoom had 10 million active daily participants, and by March of last year, that had grown to 200 million, and by April, over 300 million. How did Zoom scale their enterprise by a factor of 30 in the span of months? The ease of use of Zoom and the excellent performance made this possible. It turns out that Zoom uses Amazon's Web Services Data Center. They're one of the largest suppliers of third-party data services, and Amazon server farm was easily able to scale the service offering to meet the needs of Zoom's growth. Microsoft Teams has grown their usage to 115 million daily active users. If it were not for technologies like Teams and Zoom and their predecessors like WebEx, along with other video conferencing software like Skype, FaceTime, and Facebook Messenger, there's no way that remote work would have been nearly as effective during the pandemic. The widespread adoption of these technologies made it possible for companies to seriously reconsider their office plans. The pandemic was the accelerator, but it was the technology that made it possible. We've known for a long time that a phone call is much less effective than a face-to-face meeting. These days, I routinely start a phone call and after a couple of minutes, suggest switching to Zoom so we can screen share and communicate more effectively. These impromptu meetings will never be face-to-face meetings, even when the pandemic's over. I was speaking with an investor today about a site visit, and we agreed that a video conference would not be a 100% substitute for a site visit, but could potentially accelerate a portion of the work that would otherwise require several days of air travel and weeks to schedule. Let's talk about books. I love my library. Many of the books I own are signed by the author. 
When we sold our house in the middle of last year, I reduced the size of my library by 50%. I got rid of a lot of books. The amount of real estate consumed by books is down significantly. I love to read, and on the first day of each month, we have the Book of the Month book review. But I just don't have time to go to the bookstore anymore. I haven't set foot in a bookstore in more than a year. I used to love going and spending an evening browsing the shelves. In the past month, I've purchased four books, all of them on Kindle. I find I can read faster on Kindle than with a paper book. I'm able to set the font size to a size that's optimum for speed reading faster than ever before. None of these shifts individually represent a major change, but cumulatively the compound effect of all these small changes on the design of real estate is significant. I don't need to dedicate as much wall space for books anymore. How many people used to have a video studio in their homes 20 years ago? Hardly any. Today I know dozens. And if I was designing a home for this coming decade, I would be designing it very differently compared with just a few years ago. Back in the day, homes and apartments used to have a built-in cabinet for the delivery of fresh milk. And today nobody would ever even think of that. But an e-commerce locker makes a lot of sense. There's so many buildings today that are functionally obsolete. I see this in the single-family home market. I see it in medical office buildings. I see large family-style restaurants and conference spaces with low ceilings. Even the way a property is wired these days is different. I recently made the decision to remove the telephone wiring from a new construction project. I also made the decision to remove the cable TV wire from a new construction project. The only signal wiring is Ethernet for data connections, wireless access point, and security cameras. We know the technology is evolving rapidly, and we have no idea what building technologies are going to look like 30 years from now. So having the ability to handle these in a future-proof manner is critical. So as you think about that, look to the online world for the next disruption. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.